0: Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter. I am a self-proclaimed millennial money expert. I am a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and this is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success all while having a cold beer. Although full disclaimer, I'm thinking in an upcoming episode, I might have a cold bourbon maybe i don't know we'll see uh so this week i am drinking this you know you guys know i I usually go with craft beers i'm not doing a craft beer this week i'm sorry but i am doing one of my favorite go-to light lagers which is from america's oldest brewery the yanglang traditional lager so the main reason I'm going with this beer is well, one it's it's a it's a delicacy here in Michigan. We don't get Yangling, so if you're listening from one of the states that does, I don't know all of them, but I know our southern neighbor Ohio does, which occasionally I am in, unfortunately or fortunately, I do have a family there, which you care about, but I do not like that state. I get some Yangling while I'm there, so uh, that's why I have some Yangling. So cheers. It's just. It's just better than other light beers. It just is. So this week, the topic of conversation is the silent killer of conservative investors, and that is inflation. So I thought I'd share a story, and this comes back to the yingling thing, because my dad is from Ohio, and my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago, and my dad inherited his old pickup truck. It was a 1967 Chevy C10 pickup truck that my papa had bought brand new in '67, and uh, my dad was trying to find the window sticker for it and the purchase price on it, which we ended up finding was like 2,300 bucks. So in 1967, my papa bought a brand new pickup truck for 2,300 bucks. Now, I was on Chevy's website, and I looked up what the MSRP was for that uh, in 1967, and it was 2408 So Papa got a deal, apparently. So $2,408 in 1967. Today, a brand-new pickup truck. I was looking at some window stickers. It's about, eh, Let's just say you don't go with a fully loaded option. Maybe you go with a nice you know, middle-of-the-road. Uh, I looked up an F-150. Uh, we're looking at about $45,000. So from 1967 to today the price of a brand new pickup truck has gone from 2400 bucks roughly to 45 grand roughly and if you're listening to this you're probably thinking to yourself you could easily spend 70 80 90,000 on a pickup truck some of these like loaded Lariat F250s with everything including a rocket ship attached to the back of them are astronomically priced but the result of that is inflation so the price increase on the truck to from from then until now is inflation. So let's take a look back at nineteen sixty-seven. So in nineteen sixty-seven, the US population was about 198 million people. Our president was Lyndon B. Johnson. The price of gas was 33 cents a gallon. Gallon milk was a dollar and three cents. The average household income was seventy-one hundred and forty-three dollars. And the price of a new home was twenty four thousand six hundred dollars. So let's let's just break this down. The, the population today, by the way, uh, about three hundred twenty seven million. So the population has gone from one hundred ninety eight million to three hundred twenty seven million. It's a damn good beer. And let's look at this just one at a time. So price of gallon of milk thirty, or price of a gallon of gas thirty three cents in nineteen sixty seven. Today it's about $2.89. That's what I paid earlier this week, $2.89 a gallon. So let's attach a growth rate to that. It's 4.26% a year is what the average inflation rate would have averaged for gas from 1967 until now. The truck, if we compare $2,408.67 to forty five grand today, is 5.79% rate of inflation. Now, these are two higher than average numbers. Now, inflation is tracked by, uh, the most common metric is the consumer price index. So that's average, depending on who you ask and which CPI number they use, is about 2.5%. So the gas, 4.2, the truck, 5.79. Those are average higher than average. If we looked at some other things like uh, the growth of college tuition, or the growth of healthcare expenses, those are even higher than those numbers. But there's other metrics that are a little bit lower. So if we look at one particular and here, which is a gallon of milk, interesting thing is, the statistics from 1967 just give the price of a gallon of milk, and if you look up the price of a gallon of milk today, it gives you like 30 options, uh, 2% organic, 2% non-organic, whole milk, organic. I just use the average, all right? We're looking at the gallon the price of a gallon of milk somewhere right around 389, so that works out to 2.68% inflation rate. And the average household income, I thought this one was interesting. So, if the average inflation rate has been uh, roughly two and a half percent across all products and services uh the average inflation or growth rate of the average household income has been four point two percent so price uh average household income seventy one hundred and forty three dollars grew to household income average sixty one thousand which is four point two percent, which is greater than inflation so Despite the economic environment that many people feel like the middle class has been left behind, at least according to this one very narrow statistic, uh, household income has grown faster than inflation, which means the quality of our lives has improved. Also, you could look at other metrics like things like, this is a different topic, but the cost of a TV in 1967 was a significant expense, and today if you have a a decent paying job, you could probably go buy a semi-decent 40-inch flat screen TV and you wouldn't have to save up for a year for it like you would in maybe 1967 where the cost of it was just just a huge budget breaker. So because technology has improved, some of our uh, household goods and services are significantly less expensive than they used to be. However, there is certain metrics that like healthcare and tuition and uh, the price of gas cost of a brand new vehicle, which is certainly not a necessity, have all equated to the inflation rate ending up becoming out to about two and a half percent so this is where it gets into the conversation about personal finance and retirement and investment investing planning beer break went on a rant there. take a lot of beer breaks this episode since I like this beer so much it's really easy to drink. So if we look at investment rate of return, and let's just, I'm going to put some numbers out here for you guys. So let's say you are saving $6,000 a year, okay? You're saving six grand a year, which is coincidentally how much you can put into a Roth IRA right now, uh, which is maybe why I picked that number. And you save 6000 a year for 35 years. So let's say you're 30 years old today and you got the money to start saving six grand a year. By the time you are 65 years old, if you earn a rate of return of 8%, you will have a little over a million dollars, a million dollars and 30, a million $33,000. Not bad, right? That's a pretty good chunk of change. But here's the problem. That's a million dollars in the future. It's a million dollars in the future. That's not going to be able to buy a million dollars worth of goods and services in the future because inflation will erode at the value of that. So there's an equation you can do. It basically is you take inflation rate and you divide it by the rate of return. And so what your real rate of return will be. And so if I take an 8% rate of return, assume 2.5% inflation, your real rate of return is going to be 5.36%, which is... After inflation, so your after inflation rate of return. What that means is your investment portfolio, 35 years from now, all the same assumptions, is really only worth about 584000 Now, the dollar amount on the statement on your investment account on your balance sheet might say $1.1 million or 1033000 but it will only be able to buy goods and services worth a total of about 584000 So the point of this is to say for those people that tuck their money under the mattress or bury it in the backyard or just put it into a money market that earns 1% because they don't want to lose the money, you are losing money every single year. You're not making more than inflation every single year. You're just deciding that instead of burning your money with gasoline, which is the true losing your money, right, you're just going to let, you know a little bit of it disappear each year. You're going to be able to buy a little bit less. Every year that goes by, instead of being able to buy a full gallon of milk, you're going to be trying to find a a, a grocer that's going to sell you three quarters of a gallon of milk because guess what? The price of milk keeps going up. So does the price of gas. So the goods and services, they continually go up. So you have to keep your money growing at least with, but preferably at a rate greater than inflation. So let's think about that for a second. Why I say at least with, preferably faster than inflation, is that if I need a million dollars when I retire, and I want it to be a true million dollars, that means that I have to save really close to a million dollars. However, if I want a million dollars... And I don't want to save a million, or I'm not capable of it because I don't make enough. You have to invest in a way that will allow your money to earn more interest than the uh, an assumed infl- inflation rate. Now, inflation is going to move all over the place. You know, we can average two and a half percent, but it could be up to four percent a year. I mean, there was times in the '70s and the '80s where inflation really kind of got out of control, where you had to earn five, six, 7% in order to keep place with inflation. Now, that's a different environment. I'm not saying we're in that right now, but it's important to keep this in mind because far too many people think by saving money in cash or, or savings accounts or money markets and things like that, that they're saving their money from the risk of being lost, but they're just deteriorating their value at a slower pace than what they might see if they were invested in the markets. Sure, in the markets, your money can go up and down every single day, but the average rate of return is significantly above that of inflation when you're investing in the stock market, or even in some cases, the bond market. So lesson to be learned here today, folks. Is inflation is a silent killer, if you're too conservative of an investor, it's going to chip away at the value of your retirement investment accounts. So you have to be very conscious of that and you have to take an appropriate amount of risk in order to have your funds growing above and beyond the rate of inflation. That's this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pint. Don't forget to subscribe to us, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and follow us on Facebook by Prosperity by the Pint. Cheers, folks.